This is ECC at the UMG. Girls talk math, there's always something to see. Like Florence Nightingale saving lives with statistics, or like Emily Noether explaining laws and symmetry. Women are the backbone of society. Yet there's all these hidden females in our history. It's a different time now. It's Girls Talk Math. Hi there, welcome to Girls Talk Math. Just for a quick introduction, we are a group of high school students who gathered with a strong passion in mathematics. Our camp takes place at the University of Maryland for a span of two weeks. It was honestly so exciting. I got to meet all of you guys and work together to understand and solve college-level math problems. I was surprised we could do it. Yeah, those were hard, but that's definitely not all. We've got the opportunity to interview and research Miss Jill Pfeiffer, a significant female contributor in the mathematics field. After remarkable amounts of research and a Skype interview with Ms. Pfeiffer herself, we have gained valuable information and we are ready to share our discoveries. But before we get into Ms. Pfeiffer, let's talk about the significance of Girls Talk Math. Sure, good idea. Girls Talk Math has been a real privilege. This camp has not only been productive, but also enjoyable. I think I can speak for all of us when we say we're very lucky. Yeah, pretty much. Over the course of these two weeks, we've had the fortune to work with experienced mathematicians in order to complete a packet giving us the basics of elliptic curve cryptography. We've also had several lectures on topics such as mathematical storytelling, networks, cryptography, and surface classification, and the list goes on. Most of us haven't been exposed to these type of math fields, but we definitely sought to learn more. Last Wednesday, we got to witness a professional panel. Did you guys enjoy it? Definitely. Yeah. I think it was the only thing I didn't fall asleep in. We were able to ask questions about the journey to a math career from five women who have successful careers in math and science. We also spoke about what it was like to be female in a male-dominated field. Yeah, we even spoke about high school, internships, studying abroad, different areas of STEM, and more. The panel was particularly informative, I'd say, and the mathematicians gave us honest and heartfelt advice based off of real-life experiences. Women in math weren't th always things that correlated. When you first think of mathematics, who comes to mind? Um, there's like Albert Einstein. Isaac Newton. Paul Erdos. David Hilbert. See, all the famous mathematicians and scientists we know are men. Yeah, definitely. It's just the way history played out. Women were always labeled as incompetent and not important for tasks like these. This is why ladies are reluctant to fuel their passion for STEM because of crazy assumptions that men were always better? Where did this assumption come from? I get that women were historically disadvantaged, but we've really got to speed up the recovery. Well, I was actually reading a book called Women in Math by Claudia Henron, and she ex explains it as such. Okay, okay, I hate to interrupt, but I read that book too. And she was speaking about how being seen as more feminine or attractive or even a mother makes people take you less serious in math. She even says it as such. Being a woman and being a mathematician are incompatible. They are less likely to be taken seriously in math. Yeah, I agree. The idea is reinforced by stereotypes. The belief that women and mathematics don't mix has repercussions at all levels. Not only does it perpetuate the myth that math is a male domain and discourages women from pursuing mathematics, it also affects the lives of women in mathematics and how they're treated and how they think of themselves. We say all this to say that there has always been discrimination in math when it comes to women. Although these inequalities are still present, that doesn't mean it has stopped or slowed down women in mathematics. There have been countless women in mathematics from... Florence Nightingale. 
Emmy Noether, Katherine Johnson, Sarah Flannery, and last but not least, Jill Pfeiffer. When Miss Jill was in high school, that's our age, well, <laughs> she wasn't planning on going into a career in math. Wow, it's crazy. Well, she actually had a wide variety of interests, including music and science. She didn't completely realize that being a mathematician was a like profession. Oh my gosh, me too. What if I become like her? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I say go for it. Pursue your dreams. <laughs> in college, Miss Jill describes she knew immediately that math was something she wanted to pursue. Then she proceeded to attend grad school at UCLA. Jill says... Being a professor, I was at that time the only real career path for a research mathematician that I was aware of. In 1985, she graduated with her PhD and proceeded to attend the University of Chicago for a postdoctoral position. Getting a postdoctoral position was the best way to jumpstart a research career. I was very fortunate, Jill added. In just five years, she was promoted to be an assistant professor. It seems like her career is just about to start. We already know that it led her to big success. Continuing on, in 1990, she focused on her research in harmonic analysis and partial differential equations in Brown University. Mm-hmm. Brown was a small school with lots of interaction. When a colleague came into her classroom to ask a question about probability, she found great interest in it. This led to work with her colleagues at Brown in authentication cryptography and public key cryptography. Towards the end of that decade, they established a company to commercialize their IP. We asked Jill what her biggest accomplishment is thus far. She explained that as the founding director of ICERM, being able to gather groups of extremely skilled and passionate people motivated by a similar purpose was an amazing accomplishment. In the mid-2000s, I was chair of our math department, and toward the end of that period of time, I noticed the National Science Foundation solicitation to create a new mathematics institute. And so we got a team of people together in Brown Math and Applied Math, and we applied for that grant after, of course, a long process of working and thinking, working on it and thinking about it. And we got, uh, we, the grant was awarded in 2010, and um, I became the first, I became the founding director of that math institute, which runs research programs and uh, conferences and graduate training programs and summer undergraduate programs and also a program very much like yours called Girls Get Math. Girls Get Math, that's cool too. I say starting up your own company related to math is definitely cooler. As impactful and successful as her accomplishments were, there had to be challenges Jill overcame to reach her goals. I really want to hear this. Absolutely. It's inspiring to know how famous figures overcame their struggles. All right. Well, 30 years ago, discrimination between men and women were much worse than today and more obviously cruel. There were unequal conditions for access of resources in physical sciences and mathematics and different salary structures. Of course, females received far less. Sometimes I wonder how females made it so far with all the barriers holding them back. Oh no, that's just the start to all the discrimination. Ms. Pfeiffer describes that people's prejudices and assumptions are a bigger problem these days. How about you listen to it? So what unconscious bias means is the the biases that we all accumulate, and that's not just men, and not just not just you know people of certain race. That's that's all of us, you know. 
that's the biases that, that we accumulate because of the social context and structure that's around us. Our behavior might actually reflect internal biases that we've accumulated socially and are not so aware of. You know, we were always talking about how people often pushed away math thinking it was too hard and only smart people could do it. I know I was one of those people before I came. It was surprising to find out that even a famous mathematician like Miss Pfeiffer heard comments like, oh my God, you must be so smart, and being categorized as just smart, impossible to reach person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it definitely happens all the time. Often when we find out that someone likes math, the most immediate reaction might be, you like math? Why math? <laughs> You're such a nerd. <laughs> That's so true though. But I just want to put it out to the world that being good at math doesn't require extreme natural talent or skills. It's completely possible to earn and grow your skills all depending on the amount of effort you put into it. The idea that math is only for nerds and naturally gifted kids is probably really discouraging for many students who secretly love math and dream of a career in it. I'm so hip. I completely get what you're saying. Ms. Pfeiffer surely did overcome several challenges throughout the years she had dedicated to contributing to mathematics. So now let's dig a bit deep about exactly what type of work she did in terms of cryptography, which we are focusing on. I'm going to warn you guys, don't try to understand it too much. <laughs> I'm so ready for this. We've been working on the basics of elliptical curve cryptography for a while now, and it all boils down to this. The real question of cryptography would be, how do you encrypt a message so that only the intended receiver is able to decrypt it? Well, our star, Ms. Jill Pfeiffer, and our colleagues created a new type of cryptography to be efficient and serve its purpose so it's not way too complicated, but it still say stays secretive. What? That's it? Courtney, I was ready to brace myself for some real deal knowledge. Sorry, guys, just realized it's almost time to wrap up this podcast. For all the female mathematicians out there, never wilt by the discrimination you might face. Don't be ashamed that you're a part of the minority in your field. No matter where you are, it's important that you shine and reach your best. People can question your ability, but your competence is reliant on you and your efforts only, never on the words of another person. There are so many opportunities awaiting you, because math is really used everywhere. Just because you like math doesn't mean you'll become a math teacher. With a math degree, you can dream of working in NASA, a statistician in sports, countless organizations of government agencies like NIH, NIST, and NSA, a career in science, an architect. Math will be your first step to enter the medical field as well. It's a really, really good time to be thinking about a mathematical career simply because of the sheer amount of pathways that begin with math. You don't necessarily need to plan your next step. There will always be enough space to try out different things and find the one that fits your interest. Once again, we want to thank Ms. Jill Pfeiffer for her cooperation with our podcast. We hope and we believe that she'll continue to contribute to math, serving as a role model for young students like us. Thank you for listening. Hope you gained something valuable today whether that's a dream, a spark of curiosity, or a passing thought of interest. Follow your passions and don't be necessarily thinking about the, the, the next step because the, this area is just exploding with opportunities and any degree that you get in this will prepare you for a pretty, um, pretty wonderful life, I think.
people are smart. Every equation you do is a form of art. It's time to get together, fly a rocket, build a house, and control the weather with math. 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 Yes. Who here likes math is not a man, you could be a female mathematician!